Let me talk to you for a minute about my friend, Michael Bush. Mike has spent over 20 plus years with Northwestern Mutual as a financial advisor and manages an office here in Louisville. He's my own personal financial advisor. One reason is that he knows that my investments in real estate and my business are my best investments where I get my best returns. After that, I also invest in the stock market for diversification and tax advantages. Mike and his team have done a great job handling those investments for me. Their team takes a comprehensive look at planning, so he's regularly bringing up ideas that add value and build a more secure plan. Things like protecting my income with disability insurance, protecting my family with life insurance, and ways to get more out of my cash that would otherwise be sitting in a savings account earning nothing. Mike and his team at Northwestern Mutual have been great partners for me and my family, and I encourage you to give him a call. No obligation, just a conversation to see how they can help. Call Michael Bush at 502-727-2758 or email him at michael.bush at nm.com. Jay Pitts here, leader of the number one real estate team in Kentucky and host right here on 1080 WKJK. While the average agent sold just seven homes last year, our team successfully sold over 600. Our proven marketing system gets homes sold for top dollar and gets them sold fast. Many are seeing headlines about prices going down. Want to know the real truth? Text the words home value to 502-805-8888. That's home value to 502-805-8888 and receive your no obligation home value sent via text directly to your phone within one hour. Hello, my name is Megan. Jay's team recently sold my house and he really went above and beyond. It was fast and easy and I got 10000 over list price. The whole team really made this experience simple and stress-free. Remember, text the words home value to 502-805-8888. That's home value to 502-805-8888 and receive your no obligation home value sent directly to your cell phone via text within one hour. We spent the past couple of years in a crazy hot market. Louisville home sales decline as demand outpaces supply. Effective communication is at the core of any situation. If you master these two ideas, you'll have a chance of being successful at residential real estate marketing. I think you need to be looking for investment opportunities that move the needle. The market will never crash if demand exceeds supply. This is what I've been telling you all along. This is the Jay Pitt Show. And we're back, folks. Welcome back to the Jay Pitts Show here on Talk Radio 1080. I'm your host, Jay Pitts, here with Ryan Harris. Let's just get this out of the way, okay? My voice. I was going to say, yeah, we got to open up with your voice, and it's been a little while since we've done this. It's absolutely been a while. I think we have not done a new episode in three weeks. Is that correct? Yes. Four, Four weeks, No, maybe. it's been longer than that because we, we, we had we some little- in the tank. We had a little holiday hiatus, but I got the flu back in December. Uh, if you're a longtime listener, you know enough about me to know that I, you know I coach all the kids' sports. Obviously, I kind of talk for a living as a real estate broker. So uh, I've had a hard time taking off enough to get the voice back. It's as good as it's been in a month right now. And still, obviously, I'm at like maybe 60%. So we, we just decided... We couldn't wait any longer. We wanted to get back here on air with you. So, yeah, this is what you're going to be. If I get to coughing, I'm sorry. I got mints on deck. I've got water. Uh, Ryan is prepared to banter if (laughs) necessary. But here we are. Obviously, something new. We're in a new setting. Yeah. Jay's 60% is my 100%. We were joking about that. (laughs) He he sounds like my soft jazz voice now, as Jay has put it before. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about You that. know, it's so funny. My uh, my dad and my brother have voices that are very loud. Right. And I can be at sometimes, but yeah. I've just always been a little more soft spoken. 
Well, you know, it's funny because, you know, Ben, Ben is seemingly a bit introverted, at least around me. Maybe that's not the case with everybody, but, um, I have noticed that he has a capacity for volume. Oh yeah. You just don't, I just don't personally hear it very much. Now, obviously your dad, Mark and I have, (laughs) have some communication quite often and yeah, he's got, he's got the, he's got the boom. Yeah, it'd be funny uh, to have him in here for an episode sometime. You know I, I don't think I would talk. I don't think I'd get a word in personally. But <laughs> between he and I, I would have to be a moderator. <laughs> well, I um, I think that's a good idea. I think we should do that. Speaking of, you know the new the new set that we have here. Uh, obviously, we, we're still partnered with um, you know Talk Radio 1080, and we'll be doing shows from the. From the studio still, but we, we've decided to make use of my office slash studio here at Remax Premier Properties. Um, done a little bit of a, you know, kind of, you know, I don't know about you, but like when I had like apartments or dorms when I was much younger, it always felt really good to rearrange the furniture. Yeah. Every once in a while, I kind of feel like that's what we got going on here. We rearranged the furniture in the office. We set up a studio. We got some lighting, done some things. Hannah's done, worked her magic. I don't know. Kind of feels good to broadcast from home. Yeah, it does. I, so. I'll never forget coming home as a kid from like school or something, and your parents rearranged the whole living room. You're like, what is going on? And like from college, it, like you were away for a while, and then or you came home? no, just high school or middle school, and you're at school, and they just decided for some reason living room setup needs to change. Yeah, and you're like, and wait you, a minute, What's and it's the on? same room, but it just seems so much different. Yeah, random. Yeah. It is a good feeling. But uh, cool. So man. anyway, well, we got we got those two things out of the way. You'll see us more in this setting. Um, another thing, I guess, I wanted to get into before we move on. I think we're going to start doing a little more guest heavy, a little yeah. more guest activity here on the show. So don't be surprised if we have Mark Harris. Don't be surprised if we have other guests. I was actually talking to, which would have been a good one today because I know about some of the stuff we're going to talk about later. But I talked to a wholesaler the yeah. other day, uh, a pretty high volume wholesaler, pretty good wholesaler actually. Um, about potentially joining us for an episode at some point. Cool. So maybe that would be a good idea. But uh, aside from all that, what do you got planned for us today, Ryan? Uh, we got a lot here. So I think just to start, let's uh, catch up. How's life? The kids? Doing good. Uh, fitness going well Dude, still? Yes. And the crazy thing, December was a crazy month. We sure. Our house was hit like crazy, like stomach bugs all around, all five of us. Um Got through that, then I got the flu, um, which I'm the one who's never sick. So the fact that I went down twice, and, and I don't remember, I haven't been sick since probably 2020. Well, and I'm sure it's one of those things. This is how I am. When I feel a little sick, I'm like, nope, I'm not letting this happen. Not going to happen. I'm going to work out. I'm taking everything I can yeah. to push this for two days, Absolutely. and I'll feel fine. But I even, heck, I was sick around Christmas time, and felt awful for four or five days i literally left the gym and and i felt a pretty heavy like chest congestion and i was like man i know what this is it's upper respiratory infection got young kids they go they come home from school they bring stuff i was like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go to the little clinic i'm gonna get a z-pack and some prednisone and i'm gonna like knock this thing out yeah and so i got on my phone and i i just scheduled an appointment for for a kroger little clinic roll in there expecting to walk out with a prescription and they say you got the flu go to the basement for five days and i was like mm, so miserable yeah so miserable. so you're working down there just working out we got yeah. a workout room i didn't even feel sick i never had a fever it was just so one of those things but yeah everything's good jim's good having fun kids are doing great basketball season's wrapping up baseball started indoor um 
You know, we just roll from one to the next. Yeah. You know, going to Florida, uh, going to Florida this weekend for a couple of days. Remax was kind enough to uh, give us a little, awesome, a, a little a reward of a trip. So we're nice. gonna take that. So you le- leave days. tomorrow. Leave Sunday. Leave Sunday. Leave Sunday. Cool. So uh, leave Sunday back Wednesday. Awesome. So pretty pretty quick. I'm gonna play golf while I'm there. Where are you going? Uh, it's Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Awesome. Yeah. So four, four seasons. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I saw. Uh, speaking of four seasons, Britney Spears is banned from four seasons for life now. I did not know that. Yeah. She got a. Uh, she was. Uh, I believe topless in the pool. So. Wow. This is very recent too. So she's banned so, for four seasons. And it wasn't like Vegas where it might have been acceptable. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I don't know about if Four Seasons ever has that. But like, for example, <laughs> Mandalay Bay, where the Remax convention is this year, they actually have a topless pool. I've never been there. It's weird. Hey. If you ask me. Everyone's topless if you're a guy. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. This is true. So, you know, I, I didn't I did not know that. So I'm presuming it was not allowed and she just got caught. Yeah. I wonder if anybody from the brokerage is gonna gonna uh, go to that pool you know i don't i don't know it, it, it's a wild crowd sometimes we'll see i'm sure i'll hear about it it won't be me i can tell you that yeah yeah well we'll do just a little more catching up here and then get into the show um so i was gonna tell you about this earlier but i was like let's save it for the show save it for the show man uh coffee in the morning i can't tell you how many times i left a coffee cup under the cure egg not drink just when my wife leaves for work and I have the baby to get it and it gets cold and it's just, yeah. And I'll chug it. I'm like, <laughs> I need this caffeine. In me. <laughs> so you got You got a microwave microwave that stuff, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a microwave fan. Uh, no, I'm really not. You I don't, don't use like the microwaves? microwave that much. What, what is it? Is it like just don't, or you have something mm, against it? I don't have anything against it. Okay. You're don't. not like a radiation. I'd rather heat it up in the oven or on a pan or something. I think it tastes better. Like food. Yes. I was gonna say coffee in the oven, like yeah, I don't know, bro. like that's no. I just throw I just throw it in the microwave. Cool. Which anymore, it's like half the time it's a Yeti, so I can't. But you know, I drink cold coffee too. It, yeah. I drink any kind of coffee. Yep. All right, uh, let's get into the show. Sure. So this question, consumer real estate question, we're gonna stick with this for now. Sure. Uh, this is another agent writing in or consumers writing in. In case you haven't listened to the show, asking. Uh, Jay, their opinion on something or just something happening in the market. This one is courtesy of your brother, Zach Pitts. Oh, nice. Said, Ask Jay, what's the biggest REO horror story that he has? Ooh. REO horror story. I'm going to take that as of like frustration to me. Um, so I'll tell you the way he asked it was uh, just walking into certain houses like what did I see crazy yes. stuff? Okay. So there's probably one that he has in mind. So a lot of you don't know this, but you know, my, or have no cause to know if you're just a listener and you don't know us personally, my brother's four and a half years younger than me. Um, my brother was a very successful baseball player. He pitched for university of Louisville. He was their Friday starter. So if you know baseball, that means he's pretty much the, the ace starting pitcher of the staff. Um, they they do that because they play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three game sets in college, and you always run your your best pitcher out there on Friday, try to get some momentum for the weekend. Um, so Zach would pitch on Fridays. Uh, that's just relevant in that he, he had a lot of success and got drafted. He didn't go far in the majors. He played three years and then got cut in the middle of the you know kind of Great Recession, which believe it or not, very much hit minor league baseball. 
And so he came home and he got into real estate. First, he was an appraiser. And then he got into real estate part-time while he was doing that. So he was helping me because I had all these bank foreclosures around that time that I was trying to take care of all over the state. I had nine counties for Freddie Mac. And there was one. And Zach would go and he would check on the properties in E-Town, down, down south of here, most of the Freddie Mac properties. And that was work he did for me that he could earn some money. Well, he went in this trailer. It was a double-wide trailer in E-Town. And he opened the front door because, you know, we would they would be vacant most times. And when he did, a literal sea of Bud Light 12-ounce <laughs> bottles, long-neck bottles, attacked him. <laughs> like, it was up to his waist. It was in every room of the entire trailer. You're talking about a 12, probably like 1,200 square feet, every single one, a Bud, Bud Light long neck. And you could literally swim in it like Scrooge McDuck's money. Like, that is, it was up. Was there somebody living there? No, they had moved out. They were up to your waist. And I can go on for hours about this stuff, so I got plenty of other stories. I think it's about time for a break, so we can we can come back on the other side and talk a little more. But Bud Light bottles, twelve hundred square feet, up to your waist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, jump, take a little break here. We'll be back in a couple of minutes because there was one other story you told me about uh, that I'm wondering if you're going to bring up. So we'll okay. be back on the J Pitch Show, Talk Radio, 1080, Real News, Real Talk. We'll see you in a sec. Jay Pitts here, leader of the number one real estate team in Kentucky and host right here on 1080 WKJK. While the average agent sold just seven homes last year, our team successfully sold over 600. Our proven marketing system gets homes sold for top dollar and gets them sold fast. Many are seeing headlines about prices going down. Want to know the real truth? Text the words home value to 502-805-8888. That's home value to 502-805-8888 and receive your no obligation home value sent via text directly to your phone within one hour. Hello, my name is Megan. Jay's team recently sold my house and he really went above and beyond. It was fast and easy and I got 10000 over list price. The whole team really made this experience simple and stress-free. Remember, text the words home value to 502-805-8888. That's home value to 502-805-8888 and receive your no obligation home value sent directly to your cell phone via text within one hour. Real news, real talk. Talk Radio 1080, an iHeart Radio station. Welcome back to the Jay Pitts Show. This is 1080 Talk Radio, real news, real talk. Jay, I'm not going to lie, it's a little harder being in here without the big TV on the side. Uh, telling you the three words to say that I've said for almost a whole year now. Yeah. and uh, It is what it is. I think I got it, though. I, my... my opening the show was still muscle memory yeah i don't know if you caught that like it was just i was like it was that out-of-body experience for me but uh all right let's jump back into it so reo horror stories but light bottle attacking your brother dude it was crazy it's pretty good one like i don't know i wanted to be there when they because you know i had to arrange the contractors to take them out yeah and i like literally wanted to see the trash bags hey that you could probably Made some good money taking that Dude, to the, I, I bet. A lot of five-cent bottles. So the guys that would do this work for us, they always scrap the stuff. Like, you know, because this is just abandoned. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's all your legal right and everything to remove the stuff as the property's owner because um, that's who we were working for. But, yeah, I was just curious. Like, was it, was it you know, 50-gallon trash bags? Was it was it 100? Was it 50? I don't know. Crazy. 
I've always wondered this about bottles. You know, they still say the five cents recycle me. That's. I wonder how long it's been five cents because. I bet if they changed it to twenty five cents now, people would actually. Do oh, it. people would make it a job. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. I just don't know that it's worth that much. I mean, I know they they recycle them, so it's great. Yeah. I don't know. I always wonder about stuff like that. Wouldn't it, it be worth more now? Now that people are making more things out of recyclable material, it has to be. But. It's like one of those things that it's you know inflation's touched everything else, but not the things you can get paid for. No. <laughs> No, I agree. Just I the agree. things you pay for inflation. A- absolutely. It's curious, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, what was the other story? Give me a tip. So, so I can, I, a I basement almost... with a bunch of dog poop in it. Oh, gosh. So, um, there is one house. Now, I don't know that this was a bank foreclosure. This was my first flip that I ever bought. Okay. So, he may have this story crazy. But th- I'm sure there was plenty of houses with dog poop. I mean, guys, <laughs> I've seen... The most I've seen sad, sad things. Yes, you know, um, you know, sad living arrangements, sad treatment of animals. Some of which, fortunately, we were able to save. Some we weren't. Won't go into details. That'll make people sad. But um, the first flip I ever bought. Okay, I was working as a lender at the time in E Town, and um, got a lead somehow. I think it was my dad. Uh, he knew that I was looking to buy a new vehicle, and he also knew that I was very stubborn about borrowing money to do so. And so was making good money, but, you know, you're young. Even when you're making good money, it's hard to save expenses. You're trying to get used to it. You haven't been doing it very long. So he knew I was looking for a flip. I mean, he knew I wanted to learn it, too. What he didn't know was that I also wanted to propose to my then-girlfriend, now-wife, and the money that I would earn, I was going to pay cash for an engagement ring. And she also was very uh, impatient with me at that point because we've been dating for probably six years. And she was graduating college and she wanted to get married. And I didn't want to borrow money to buy an engagement ring. And I didn't want to buy her a cheap one either. I, wanted, I knew what I wanted. So anyway, I find this flip. I buy it. I renovate it. But when the first time I go to see it, it was inherited by uh, an elderly lady passed, inherited by her grandson who lived in another county. And it is sad, um, the story, but no, it didn't have a sad ending. But he had like, I think, eight or nine dogs that he left in the house and would like disappear for weeks at a time. He would feed them. He made sure they had food, but they didn't get, there was no dog door, they couldn't go out, there was no fenced yard. So they just absolutely destroyed this house on their own. Most of which was in the basement. And the really crazy story about all of it, because you couldn't really take a step. You could not take a single step in this house without purposely of trying to avoid the dog poop. Because if you didn't watch, you were going to step in at every step. I mean, it was like tip. What that house smell like? Awful, awful. Which there is a there is a lesson for this too. I'll, I'll come to that. Hopefully, we got enough time. We do. We're good. Um, so in the basement, there was a shovel, a snow shovel, leaned up against the wall. And what he did was he would walk around the basement scraping the the droppings, the left, you know, dog poop. And then he would just shovel it into the corner. And it, a pile grew so high that it went literally to the rafters in the corner. It was like a mountain, literal mountain of dog feces in the basement. throw up over here. It is gross. It is gross. Now, now, the renovation part. Obviously, I had to pay somebody to clean all that up. Um, What'd that cost? Back then, this was probably 2007, 6. 
Um, you know, I think I paid a guy a couple grand. You know, I mean, it was the house. I remember I paid sixty seven thousand for. I sold it for one oh nine. I think I had like, you know, fifteen or twenty in the rehab. Very different numbers from today. I made, you know, uh, I made. I know I, I made like thirty five thousand on this nice. house. So those numbers may not hold, but it was something like that. Um, and I and I paid cash for a vehicle and I bought an engagement ring. Nice. Literally spent every bit of it and didn't save any for taxes and got crushed at tax time. But thankfully, I had enough savings to cover it. The the lesson for our audience, if you're flipping houses, this house was on an OSB subfloor. And all the urine and all the smell had gone through the carpet on the main level down into the subfloor. So it stunk to high heaven even after all the feces came out and even after all the flooring came out. Even after we painted, you know, because that stuff gets sucked up in the drywall too. We kills, painted everything, and then kill primed and painted. The way to get that smell out, okay, is you take... Uh, five-gallon buckets of Thompson's water seal and you use paint rollers and you roll the Thompson's water seal out on the subfloor because what it does is it penetrates the wood in the subfloor. The wood sucks up the seal and the seal pushes all the impurities out. Okay. So then you run an ionizer. You know what an ionizer is, right? It's the, you know, positively charges the electrons and neutrons and all that, whatever. So that the, whatever's in the air binds together and falls to the floor. So you just walk through after that. There is no smell except the big clumps of stuff laying there that came out of the subfloor and fell out of the air. And then you sweep all that up. You take it out. And then you have a house that kind of smells like chemicals that you got to air out for a few days. But after that, there's no dog urine, no feces. Smell. Smells like Breaking Bad in there. It, 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 was, it was bad. But... The house cleaned up like a champ after that. Okay. Huh. And and you would have thought, okay, we need to set this place on fire. Yeah. That, that's how bad it smelled. So you said something a few minutes ago during that story that brought me to this. You said you hated borrowing money. Oh, very, uh, this very reminded me of, so Dave Ramsey's been getting hit pretty hard online lately yeah. about, um, uh, the child care issue. Did you see oh, that? I don't know that I did. So, well, I know he's been advocating people pay off 3% mortgages, and he's getting hit for that, too. Yeah. So he had a lady call, and you know they explained their situation. I'm sure you've seen the videos on TikTok or Instagram. And she says her and her husband are paying $25,000 a year for child care. And he lights them up. And what he doesn't realize and what everybody's getting mad at him about, like he's so out of touch, like that's what childcare costs now. Yeah. Is twenty five thousand dollars a year if you want decent child care. And you know, he lit them up and so people are going after him for that. And now people are going after him for he wants nobody to borrow money, right? Any debt's yeah. bad debt, but he has a mortgage company. Oh, of course he does. Uh, how, how hypocritical is that? Well it you know he there is a bit of nuance there, and you know. So I'm not, I'm not trying to give him a pass, but in in his defense, the only debt that he has any tolerance or patience for is mortgage debt, yeah, because it's an appreciating asset. But he also goes the way of like Robert Kiyosaki: your house is not an asset when it has debt attached. You know, you might as well rent, kind of thing. And I, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Um, Dave is very traditional, and I think oh, there's yeah. some – I'm surprised, and I haven't seen what you're talking about. I'll have to look it up. I'm surprised, and I, I would be surprised if part of it isn't like people 
accusing him of kind of underlying misogyny. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, that is he, what child he does believe. Was. The woman, you know, should they can't it, just that stay that home and take care of the kids. In the home, he's very Christian conservative. Um, and I would say that there's some underlying undertones of that. Definitely. Even if he's smart enough not to be explicit yeah. on on his media, I'm pretty sure that that's what he believes. And I'm not, you know, I, he is entitled to his beliefs. I don't have to agree with them. But I will say, as a not too long ago, my wife and I were in a position where we had to consider what is the real spread? She wanted to stay home for a while. What is the real spread when you take net earnings from the parent that otherwise would be the childcare? Uh-huh. And you compare that to the cost of childcare, the margins are not great. Yeah. Like, I mean, seriously, 25000 a year, I mean, you can have a $50,000 salary and take home thirty six grand. Yeah. And pay twenty five in childcare is that eleven thousand dollar delta really worth it? Worth going to work? <laughs> a lot of people would say no, yeah. and some people would say absolutely yes because it's not about what you earn; it's about how you want to live your life. And a lot of people find a lot of you know of their identity attached to their to their their trade. Yeah. So I don't know. It's yeah. to each their own. I'll tell you what I've learned is uh, staying home with, we just have one, yeah. six months old now. Not easy. Staying home with the kid is harder than going to work. It's hard. <laughs> it, it really is. is. It's very hard, but uh, we're going to cut to a couple ad sponsors, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes on the Jay Pitt Show. Talk Radio 1080, real news, real talk, real estate. We'll see you in a couple of minutes. Let me talk to you for a minute about my friend, Michael Bush. Mike has spent over 20 plus years with Northwestern Mutual as a financial advisor and manages an office here in Louisville. He's my own personal financial advisor. One reason is that he knows that my investments in real estate and my business are my best investments where I get my best returns. After that, I also invest in the stock market for diversification and tax advantages. Mike and his team have done a great job handling those investments for me. Their team takes a comprehensive look at planning, so he's regularly bringing up ideas that add value and build a more secure plan. Things like protecting my income with disability insurance, protecting my family with life insurance, and ways to get more out of my cash that would otherwise be sitting in a savings account earning nothing. Mike and his team at Northwestern Mutual have been great partners for me and my family, and I encourage you to give him a call. No obligation, just a conversation to see how they can help. Call Michael Bush at 502-727-2758 or email him at michael.bush at nm.com. Hey, listen up. Do you own a car, truck, or boat? Do you own a business? Do you own or rent a home? If so, let's face it, you need to protect these assets from damage caused by accidents. For that, you need a friend in the insurance business. Let my friend John Blackford with Kentucky Farm Bureau protect you. Like many of you listening, Jen and I have worked hard to build our businesses over the years. John has delivered on his promise to protect us when we've needed it the most. We've experienced losses as small as a crack in our windshield or as big as a catastrophic property fire. While he has two decades of experience, Kentucky Farm Bureau has over a century of operational excellence all across the state. Every year, insurance companies move in and out of Kentucky, but Farm Bureau has proven to be a constant. John and Kentucky Farm Bureau have perfected the balance of providing service and coverage at competitive rates. Listen, we've all worked hard and loss or damage is inevitable. This is why we all need a friend in the insurance industry. John Blackford has been that genuine friend to me for years. Let John Blackford be that friend to you. Call him today at 502-327-5480 for advice on all your 
your insurance needs. Talk Radio 1080. Real news, real talk. Welcome back to the Jay Pitch Show. Talk Radio 1080, real news, real talk. All right, Jay, we've talked about uh, REO stories, Dave Ramsey, kind of just catching up with each other since it's been a little while since we've done one of these shows. Now let's dive into, you know, 2023 is over. You've had your team retreat. Yes. Uh, Why don't you brag a little and just let everybody know know, what the team's selling 2023, what goals do they have for 2024. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's pretty massive numbers. I know you finished high up on the REMAX team list, so Mm -hmm. I think uh, you deserve to uh, put those numbers out there and let everybody know what the team's about. So $178 million is the closed sales volume for 2023 for the team. A lot of people, again, don't understand the distinction between the brokerage and the team. To put it in perspective, that's about 45% of the total, the total company production. So we're, we're, we're upwards of 500 million as a company. That's awesome. Okay. So that is amazing, but it's the difference between 40 agents and a hundred agents, right? 110, wherever we're at. Um, so, um, you know, it was something like 686 transactions, uh, really, really good number. That is not our, our highest year in terms of units sold. It is our highest year in terms of volume sold, which makes kind of sense because like you said earlier, inflation's touched everything. Home prices have gone up so we can sell fewer homes and have higher volumes. Um, that being said, um, I, we're, for the third year in a row, the number one team of all real estate companies in the state of Kentucky. I think we were number 11 through November. We don't have the year-end numbers yet. We won't get those until the REMAX and that's convention. in the country. In the yep. country with REMAX. Yep. Something like 19 in the world, um, which is really more or less U.S. and Canada. Yeah. Um, which funny story? I saw some Remaxes in Costa Rica when I was there, there. There are there are Remax offices. The team concept is not a popular thing outside of the United States and Canada. So the the top in the world list is mainly UK, um, U.S. and Canada. There are some really monster Remax teams in Canada, though. So you know, nineteen in the world, eleven in the U.S. Uh, last last numbers I received. So yeah, great year. Uh, goal for the coming year. So I've said our goal is a thousand units until we hit it at this point. Yeah. Like there will be no other goal until we hit it. I did have a goal, some other more nuanced things, you know, about the distribution of where our business comes from, certain lead sources, uh, certain things need to be more in balance. Our agents need to focus higher on list, more on listings. They need to focus, focus more on their sphere of influence. You know, where I believe our agent population is, the majority of which are two to three years in the business. They need to be moving towards that to continue to build their careers. Yeah. So those are the goals. I mean, you know, number one is the goal. How, what do you make the goal when you're number one? You got to push yourself. And so that's where we're at. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. One thing I think really awesome about the brokerage is how many of the teams here now or the teams just starting out, mine being one, right. Kevin Lewis another, everybody came from a team. That's right. <laughs> and, you know, you graduate out of it at some point and or think you do, right? <laughs> and, well, even if you shouldn't, but it really puts you under the gun like, hey, I better get stuff done. And I've I've found that with myself. I mean, rocking and rolling right now, but uh, I'm fortunate to have some lead sources 
and uh, insight that not other people have. Yeah. And I realize that. Uh, so I, that's just something I think is really awesome about the brokerage is uh, probably one of the closest knit brokerages, I'd say, in the state. It, it's got to be. Yeah. It's got to be. You know, what you said, though, I mean, you talk about lead sources. Yeah, some people are more fortunate than others. Some people have opportunities that others don't have. Sometimes those opportunities are earned. Um, The thing that I think everyone has to understand, and this dovetails into the conversation about being a member of a team and then graduating to become an independent agent or a team leader um, from, from mentoring one, three, five to 15, it doesn't matter where you are. You learn to be a good shepherd of what resources you have available. And you have a lot of different um, examples of people to follow. I know that the biggest, loudest, largest example is my team. Yep. My team started the brokerage. Most of the team leaders in this brokerage were a member of my team at one point. If they weren't, they came here to get proximity to the team so that they could learn how to emulate in their own way. And so um, that's really humbling and, and exciting. Uh, we just had our year end, we had our holiday party, which is you know in January. Some people don't like that, but works for us. It's a good year in review. A lot of love. It's the day everybody ends sober January. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. We, we try to make it as late in January as possible so we get a few weeks in. But yeah, no, it was fun. You know, and it, it was and a great party. Everybody got to, um, you know, shout out to the Zach Attack Band, which shout out to Ryan for introducing me to the Zach Attack Band. That's yeah, what we had. They're great, aren't they? Dude, slayed it. Yeah. They were awesome. Um, that probably also didn't help my voice that night, but you know, whatever. Um, you'll get it back one day. Good, good, good times. I think good times. I think so too. I don't think it's forever. Hannah says I'm doing better. I think you are too. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's the cool thing about this brokerage. It's so collaborative and there's no secret keepers We're all, we all share willingly. Cool. All right. Uh, let's jump into this story, Jay. Uh, this was from DR- WDRB. Today, January 25th, uh, Kentucky and a homeowner is missing out on money and information with some wholesalers. Wholesalers getting contracts on homes across Kentucky and and in most cases, a wholesaler doesn't put any money on the line. While it's not a scam, some homeowners are learning it's an offer that's missing important information and thousands of dollars. There's a lot more said in the article, but uh, I was surprised to see this from WDRB. Yeah, I mean, you know, largely local media has stayed out of away from this story. You know, this this came under the under the microscope a lot, and and um, is it House Bill sixty, House Bill sixty two, something like that? We talked about it on the show. Is it sixty two? HB sixty two, signed into law by the governor, voted through through the legislature, requiring wholesalers to become licensed real estate professionals in the state of Kentucky. I don't know how compliance is going with that. I don't think it's going very well. I think we talked about it. Wouldn't change much. I don't think it's going very well. Uh, Compliance wise, I don't think it's changed anything really. But wholesalers have filled a void in the market. Let's just be honest. Okay. I'm not a huge fan, especially the bad ones. I think the good ones have brought forth something that real estate agents were hesitant to do. You know, a lot of times they're lower price point listings, investor, uh, investor angled listings that have some deferred maintenance, uh, people that value a short closing, a cash closing, they don't want to deal with the hassle of readying their property for sale or enduring sh- you know endless showings or 
you know, tons of offers and complex contracts. So it's a double-edged sword, okay? Um, I think DRB is taking the side of the majority here because the majority of wholesalers are not good. I could also say that about real estate agents, just so just so I'm being fair. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, th- inherently, it is the wholesaler's job to purchase the property from you, or at least um, enter into a contract to purchase the property from you at a price well below, as far below as they possibly can negotiate below market value. Yeah. So that they can turn around and either market that contract. So there's a lot of nuance to this. I have an issue with that marketing the contract is and doing it pre in a premeditated fashion. I think you shouldn't enter into a contract that you have no intention of executing. Yeah. And a lot of these contracts that I've seen, they do not expressly state that, right? A contract can be assignable, but it is not that the emphasis is not placed on it. So the people selling their home, quote unquote, to a wholesaler may not know that the wholesaler is simultaneously selling the property to someone else at a profit, essentially taking a portion of the homeowner's equity, right? And had that homeowner hired a real estate professional, a good one, that must be a good one, that understands how to, how to market properties that may need some love, they could have in a lot of cases, gotten more equity out of that property. Yeah, you know, numbers example. You meet some a wholesaler meets someone that's willing to part with their house for sixty five thousand, knowing that it needs has deferred maintenance, not understanding that as it sits, the value is really eighty thousand, and the wholesaler turns around and sells that sixty five thousand dollar property for seventy five to an investor who gets a five thousand dollar break on price, and and the wholesaler pockets ten grand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we have some breaking news. I think it's breaking at least. It says on WDRB's website. But uh, okay. Facebook parent Meta to build $800 million data center in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Wow. It says 13 minutes ago. That's huge. Yeah. It's massive. That's huge. You know, I, I, I'd like to see it come to fruition. A lot of this talk, a lot of these, there's a lot of talk about things like this that doesn't come to fruition. Yeah. But, you know, Southern Indiana is ripe for that kind of thing. Yeah. And $800 million, if they do come here, that's just a start. It won't be the first and last thing they build here. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine. So, yeah. But data centers, data centers are big business now. Yeah. You know, all e- e-commerce requires them. All right, good. Uh, we're going to cut to a couple ad sponsors. Our time is up for this third segment, and we'll be back on the Jay Pitch Show, Talk Radio 1080, Real News, Real Talk. I'm your co-host, Ryan Harris. We will see you in a second. Motto Mortgage Premier Partners is your source for hassle-free home loans in Louisville, Kentucky. With their commitment to providing the best loan options, they make buying a home effortless. With Senior Loan Officer Andrew Dow at the helm, you can rest assured that you're in good hands. Andrew has a wealth of experience in the lending industry and has helped countless clients achieve their dreams of owning a home. At Motto Mortgage Premier Partners, they pride themselves on providing top-notch service and offering competitive rates and low fees. They understand that buying a home can be stressful, but their team is dedicated to making the process as easy as possible. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or a seasoned pro, they have the expertise to guide you through the entire process. So if you're looking to purchase a home in Louisville, let Motto Mortgage Premier Partners and Andrew Dow help you find the loan that's right for you. 
Call him today at 502-931-8670. Talk Radio 1080. Real news. Real talk. An iHeart Radio station. Welcome back to the Jay Pitts Show. I'm your host, Jay Pitts, here on Talk Radio 1080. Back for segment four. I think this has been a good first episode back. My voice is kind of holding up. Yeah. You know, a little little rasp. Yeah. You know, but... Yeah, we're just getting back into a flow. It's just character. That's what I like to think of yeah. it as. It does feel different. New space. Haven't done it in a few weeks, but... We're rocking and rolling. So you know, it's funny. I keep looking at Hannah, expecting her to like look back at me while I talk. We but should like, get her a mic, like Jamie on Joe Rogan. To- totally should. Totally should. Yeah. Which, by the way, we had this conversation earlier and we shut it down. What do you think, Jamie from Joe Rogan's podcast makes? Right. Well, you said a million dollars. I said. I'm I said say easily. more. Let's Google it. How I, much? I think it's going to be more. You know, and he has the new podcast he's launching with Bobby Lee. Which I don't know how that's going to... Who? Jamie does? No. Joe Rogan and Bobby Lee are doing a new podcast. I thought he... Really? Yeah. I I saw he was a guest the other day. Nope. Him and Bobby Lee are starting their own podcast. The Things reported Vernon's annual JRE earnings to be 125 to 150 a year. That's not true. From 2023. (laughs) His name is apparently Jamie Vernon. But I did Google young Jamie because they call him young Jamie, and he's not that young. Oh, I guarantee he's not. I mean, he's not as old as Rogan, I yeah. don't think. But that's it. Anyway, one twenty-five to one fifty. I got. I got to call. I got to take the over on that one. That's from oh, July thirty. I'm going over a million, dude. I think Joe Rogan probably makes twenty-five mil a year. I'd say more from the podcast. I think more. his contract. I think it's just his contract, though. I think it's contract. The first one he did was like ten million a year. Okay, they signed him for a hundred million for ten let's, years. Let's ask the Google machine how much does Joe Rogan make? It's so funny. I don't know if you've ever seen the celebrities on different shows. They'll like tell them to Google their net worth, and they're either like, "Yeah, that's not even close." Way more. I wish oh, I was worth nice. that much. Uh, New York Times estimated in December of 23, Joe Rogan's contract to be worth $200 million. Doesn't say how long. Oof. Nice. Fifth um, of a billion? billion? $200 million, 100000 an episode. Podcast, three podcast episodes on average every week, bringing anywhere annually. I don't know. So I got something for you here. Okay, go. Um, Dave Portnoy. So his non-compete, Barstool Sports, for not getting into anything else, sports betting, was only six months, and that's almost up. And they're about to sign a – here, I'll just read it. Barstool's non-compete in the gambling space ends at the end of football season. So Stool Presidente got the company back for $1 and will now sign an eight-figure annual deal with DraftKings. Wow. He would still own – open 50% of a future sale price, but wild turn of events. He doesn't need to sell ever a six month non-compete. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) For a dollar. He got it back for a dollar. I thought it would have been a lifelong, but they're talking about non-competes and the whole country might become obsolete. Yeah. They're trying to ban them completely. What non-competes, which I think they should be. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. You know that non-compete probably kept me out of the mortgage business for good. Like when, when I got into the mortgage business, um, non-competes were a thing and I didn't take a really good job because of the owner of the company that I interviewed with personally, 
at the time he had a rule of you had to have three years experience. I had six months. <laughs> he offered me a job. Okay. First he offered me a processing job and I politely declined and told him I wanted to be a loan officer. And I guess he respected the gumption um, or the guts, if you will. And he said, okay, I'll give you a shot. He said, but you got to sign a three year non-compete. And I said, well, politely, politely declined. Yeah. And so I went somewhere else that didn't have a non-compete. But had I taken that first job, I might have ended up staying at the mortgage business. Yeah. I hate uh, stuff like that when it's, you know, three year, two year, one year non-compete, or you need three years experience, sorry, instead of you need to close this many deals. It's not the years that teach you experience. Mm-mm. It can, but it's the number of transactions you do exactly. that teach you the experience. Exactly. It's the same way with like, they tell you, you need to be a real estate agent for two years before you can be a broker. It's arbitrary. You should def. It should be how many deals do you close? It's arbitrary. And there should be a, a minimum of listings and buyers. So you're telling me a real estate agent could be an agent for two years and sell nothing and still become a broker. Right. And there's a lot of brokers out there, and they're the only agent of their brokerage. Uh-huh. And I'm going to tell you, those people, majority of the time, don't know that much. Not the best. <laughs> yeah. Not the best. It is yeah. what it is. And the, But they always do try to recruit you. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, That's good. So we're we're still in real estate. So uh, I got a question for you. We've talked about okay. how you think real estate agents should dress. Uh, has it changed at all? Or maybe remind people, how do you think real estate agents should present themselves, dress? Because I have an opinion on it that's this, changed. This is really funny. Um, I had this conversation with my son the other day. Right? And, and you know this. And if you listen to the show, you know that my the way I interact with my family is not that much different from how I do business. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's just the truth. Yeah. I am who I am regardless of what oh, segment of my life is. It's in. So, um, my son has recently, he's in fifth grade. Um, it's, I don't think it's girls yet, but I don't think we're far from that, but he started to take more of an interest in his appearance. Like you can tell he like, he sees trends he emulates trends. I definitely feel like kids care more about it now than ever before, especially middle schoolers, high schoolers. His now. hair, he's grown his hair out. He, you know, I mean, not like, you know, to his shoulders or anything, but he's grown his hair out. He, you know, it's a thing. Short, shorter shorts on boys are much more in style now. Yeah. Right. Which, you know, I get it. You don't have to have the like Chris Weber, like it's team. back in style. It, yeah, exactly. Um, like I never really enjoyed the Chris Weber to your shins basketball <laughs> shorts. But like my son, it's to the point now where they don't have, like my version of this is when they sold tapered jeans when I was growing up and we would cut the bottom of your jeans so they'd fit over your shoes, which youngins, you know, may (laughs) cringe at that thought, but Preston and his buddies, they rolled the tops of their shorts Yep, um, to shorten them. And Preston is a tall, thin kid. So his are probably already a little short. His are probably already moderately short. Yeah. And he's got buddies that are like little short guys where it looks much better on a little short guy than a tall, gangly kid. Yeah. And so I'm just telling him the other day, I'm like, dude, you can't. This looks terrible. <laughs> and, you know, I'm making him brush his hair every day. Now that it's long, he's got to, you got to do something with it. Yeah. So that goes to my, my opinion on real estate agents. You should look. Like you mean to look that way. way you, the way you look is on purpose. Um, there is a way, okay, to make jeans and a t-shirt look 
on purpose. But if it's a ripped T-shirt, stained T-shirt, holy jeans, and you haven't shaved in three days and you didn't fix your hair, you look, you look like a slob. Absolutely. You look lazy. No one wants to use their appearance, which is the first thing someone witnesses when, when interacting with you, to give the appearance of laziness or apathy. Those are bad things when it comes to real estate agents. Uh-huh. I don't think you have to wear a three-piece suit, but if that's you, rock it. I don't think, you know, I don't wear shorts to work. You know, I do wear jeans. I, you know, I've got a, a well-fitting hooded long-sleeve T-shirt on right now. You know, um, I, I've, I used to dress a lot more formal. I don't now. Yeah. Um, but I think anyone who's around me on a daily basis would say that Jay's kind of got a uniform. Yeah. He looks consistent. Every day I show up, I look similar. I like that consistent so. and mean, you know, you know, the way you look is the way you, you mean to, yeah. uh, you know, I used to, and this is probably me being younger. I think it mm-hmm. wasn't as important, uh, your appearance or what you were, were wearing. I've completely 180. Mm-hmm. Uh, if real estate agents want to be thought of as professionals and that's how I want to be thought of as a professional who really cares about my job, you know, dress like it. And, uh, that's how I, that's what I've been doing lately. Now, yeah. if you're not seeing clients that day, you don't have to be as well dressed, but still dress like you mean yeah. to, like you said, how you're For wearing sure. nice jeans, a nice fitted sweatshirt. Uh, I think it's very, very important. And especially you don't get a pass if it's your friends you're working with or family oh. members. It's actually probably more important exactly. that you wear nice clothes and look like a professional. If you want to be thought of as, you know, in the same league as a financial advisor or, an accountant, uh, let's dress nice. You know, if, if I go into a listing appointment and I'm dressed like a slob and you're dressed nice and the listing appointments were equally as good, they're going to go with the person that's dressed nicer. Well, even, even back to your, when you're not seeing clients, your, your small choices you make in life affects your whole day, affects your, affects your approach to things. It affects how serious you are, how productive you will be. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, for example, I've got gym clothes sitting on the table right over there. I wasn't able to go this morning because we had HR meetings here this morning. If I choose to skip the gym, the rest of my day will be impacted, right? Yeah. And if I'm on purpose, then I'll be more efficient. So funny, man. I was just about to bring up running. And if I don't, I set my clothes out that I'm going to run in the night before every day. No, I don't get out every morning. I've been running in the afternoons this week and it's different. But um, getting out there and making time for it so it doesn't make me any worse off than waking up at 5 a.m. and doing it. I'm still getting it done. Uh, but, yeah, just prepare yourself. So David Goggins used to always say, sometimes I spend 30 minutes staring at my running shoes uh, before I get out there. I've done it. <laughs> Absolutely. But, all right, man. I think that's all the time we got. Yeah, good show. Good show. Good first, first, uh, first out the gate for 2024. Yeah, man. Getting back after it. So I guess let's wrap. Um not sure where we'll be next week. Maybe we're in studio. Maybe we're right here. Yeah, we'll I'm see. excited. And uh, if you all have any guests you think should come on or uh, questions you have for us, you can always reach Jay on his socials yeah. uh, or you can reach me. Uh, mine's ryanharris.re and Jay. At Jay Pitts Realtor on most platforms. You can just you can just Google me. You can find me anywhere. So, all right. That's, that's all the time we got for this Google week. Google me. Yeah, Google me. It's easy, right? 
Yeah. We, we've got the Google machine. We did it twice on the show today. All right. That's all the time we got, folks. Thank you again for listening. As always, find us on the socials. And for Ryan Harris, I am Jay Pitts here on Talk Radio 1080. We'll see you soon. Let me talk to you for a minute about my friend, Michael Bush. Mike has spent over 20 plus years with Northwestern Mutual as a financial advisor and manages an office here in Louisville. He's my own personal financial advisor. One reason is that he knows that my investments in real estate and my business are my best investments where I get my best returns. After that, I also invest in the stock market for diversification and tax advantages. Mike and his team have done a great job handling those investments for me. Their team takes a comprehensive look at planning, so he's regularly bringing up ideas that add value and build a more secure plan. Things like protecting my income with disability insurance, protecting my family with life insurance, and ways to get more out of my cash that would otherwise be sitting in a savings account earning nothing. Mike and his team at Northwestern Mutual have been great partners for me and my family, and I encourage you to give him a call. No obligation, just a conversation to see how they can help. Call Michael Bush at 502-727-2758 or email him at michael.bush at nm.com. Motto Mortgage Premier Partners is your source for hassle-free home loans in Louisville, Kentucky. With their commitment to providing the best loan options, they make buying a home effortless. With Senior Loan Officer Andrew Dow at the helm, you can rest assured that you're in good hands. Andrew has a wealth of experience in the lending industry and has helped countless clients achieve their dreams of owning a home. At Motto Mortgage Premier Partners, they pride themselves on providing top-notch service and offering competitive rates and low fees. They understand that buying a home can be stressful, but their team is dedicated to making the process as easy as possible. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or a seasoned pro, they have the expertise to guide you through the entire process. So if you're looking to purchase a home in Louisville, let Mono Mortgage Premier Partners and Andrew Dow help you find the loan that's right for you. Call him today at 502-931-8670.